0: Listen to Bleed TV, the only podcast for today's best shows and movies, and I'm Cash. And I'm Larissa. And we are here to talk about Mr. Robot, Season 3, Episode 7? Seven?
1: Seven. seven. And apparently, we're super pumped about it. <laughs>
0: we are, because we are coming at you a week and a day late, because, well, holidays, we're terrible people. It's
1: mostly my fault. You can blame me. It's mostly my fault. I'm sorry, everyone.
0: (laughs) Your house sitting, you couldn't do anything. Your best friend came in from Atlanta-ish area, and you had to go see her and everything. I'm sorry I didn't really respond on Twitter or anything. Everyone knows I'm terrible at letting people down, and so I I just have a phobia of making those mass Twitter and Facebook tweets, so I will take blame for that.
1: On top of that, we got to come at this with a ton of positivity because this episode was depressing as hell.
0: Yes. And, like, I'm texting you, like, hey, you know, you're getting ready to watch, be forewarned. The episode's still really good, but it's super depressing. And uh, also, name of the episode, I was wrong. I was telling you, uh, pre-production, it was uh, Trenton and Mobley. It's actually Frederick and Tanya
1: is Uh, the name of this episode. That makes more sense.
0: Does it? Why does Frederick and Tanya make more sense than Trenton and Mobley?
1: Because it's their fake names.
0: Gotcha. That yeah, it's their,
1: it's their names like that they adopted yeah. when they left F
0: Society. When they moved to Arizona. Yeah. Anyway, what... Like, you're just your overall, like, boom. You know, we just came from, in my opinion, two of the greatest episodes of TV to this. Which I still think, personally... This was a really, really, really good episode of TV. How did you feel about uh, it?
1: I mean, yeah, of course it was. I think that a lot of people... I think that the show knew that there was going to be a ridiculous amount of momentum built up. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, there's no way we can keep this train going because we just don't have enough action. It, it's a it's a resolution episode. Like, There's action, 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 action. So there has to be falling action. And what this episode was, ironically, Mr. Robot, you know, still continues to have a lot of action. But it's the consequences of the climax is what this episode is.
0: And, I mean, I was about to say, there was still a lot of action that happened in this episode and everything. It's not like we stood still. Because, like, to me... I mean,
1: 71 buildings didn't blow up.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But, like, to me, like, I was waiting for, like, just that pure, oh, wow, nothing really happened. This was a filler episode. No, like, this... The world kept going, and a lot happened in this episode.
1: I mean, I was partially correct, and I said, Angela is either going to go full evil or lose her brain.
0: She lost her brain.
1: She's totally
0: nuts. <laughs> Angela is, I forget what I texted you, like as no, I was watching. Jarlene. Oh, well, the, the, we'll get to that. But pretty much, the main plot of this episode was, Darlene is the most fucking stable person on the show right now.
1: That says a lot.
0: Yeah. Darlene, the most unstable person. I don't want to be around people. Shut up. What are you, six? No. Darlene is our most stable main character right now. That's not a good thing.
1: I mean, it's kind of fitting because if the whole world just got turned upside down... Then, I guess it's
0: opposite day? No. No, Darlene should never be your most stable person. And even as our most stable person, she just ups and vamps on Angela. Hey, don't go anywhere. I'll be back. No, Darlene. You stay with her. You carry her. You do not leave Angela alone in these situations.
1: Like, she doesn't fully know how involved Angela was.
0: True. But you can tell, Angela's a potato. She is a freaking potato sitting there watching this. She's a this mashed day.
1: potato. Yes,
0: she she was the sweet potato yams that were on your Thanksgiving table, potato.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, and then like I mean, we'll just talk about Angela. I think right now, then uh, we'll just kind I of mean, we're break down characters. Like
1: Angela and Darlene are sort of synonymous, and yeah. this one. But but I mean, Angela, man, like she is. Full kilter, balls to the wall, believing in this, you know, different timeliney type thing. And what's interesting to me is, like, have you seen Arrival?
0: No. Was that the one with, uh, uh, like, the language thing with the girl from Superman, Lois Lane?
1: Yes, this, is, this comparison isn't going to work. So, in this, in that movie i'm not gonna give it away because you need to see it because it's amazing so
0: you're gonna try to spoil it for all of our view no, listeners no, and everything
1: no. people who have seen it will understand what i'm talking about okay there is a different way of dealing with time travel in that movie okay that has more to do with parallel timelines than actual travel
0: okay see because that's what i'm thinking we're going to be dealing with here i truly am out on time travel but parallel universes and timelines i think we like, could be that's
1: that's kind of what i'm thinking angela believes in and i'm thinking white rose at least is convincing her to believe in mm-hmm So, those of you that have seen Arrival, you'll know what I'm
0: talking about. Tweet at us. You know, hit us up on Facebook. Let us know if you think that she's right with the uh, Arrival alternate timeline theory that she's about to break down for us.
1: No, I can't, because then I'll give everything away. Ah,
0: that's fair. But, let us know if you will give
1: the whole movie away if I explain it.
0: Okay. But, like, just seeing her be like, no, they're okay, and then just rewinding it, I was like, oh my god, this poor baby. Like, like,
1: I thought that she was just trying to torture herself at first, like, by watching them die over and over and yeah. again. And then, like, when she was like, come look, I was like, no. And it's it, it makes me even more sad because, like, Angela looks a lot like my best friend. Okay. So every time Angela's, like, sad or upset, I'm just like,
0: eh. You're crying, essentially, because I know how you <laughs> feel about your best friend. It's just like, I, let me hold you.
1: Let, let me let me bring you into my arms
0: and make you some soup yeah let me make everything better
1: now Angela you're a f- you're you're dumb you're super dumb and super gullible yeah I, I wouldn't call her dumb, dumb like, shit.
0: like she's just not even necessarily gullible because like I feel like if I was in that room one on one with White Rose she could convince me into believing this like hey everything's gonna be alright you know I'm gonna get your mom back I'm gonna get Elliot's dad back You two are going to be the love story. Well, she's so
1: determined to believe in a world where she gets what she wants and gets what she's been striving for her whole life that she's probably willing to accept anything.
0: Exactly. I mean, I think we all are. And, like, that's kind of what makes the show great.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, we got Darlene on the other side of this that's, like, so much, like, concern. She's just, like... Okay, I don't, like, I think that what this scene was was sort of, like, introducing Darlene to at least the beginning of realizing what Angela is talking about.
0: Okay, well, hold on a second. Let me, I'm gonna throw a curveball at you. What? Have we really seen Darlene, Angela, and Elliot all interacting all at the same time?
1: Yeah, in the graveyard.
0: They were all talking to one another and everything?
1: Uh-huh. Okay. In the train station.
0: Okay, because like, there's a lot of stuff passing around. I couldn't remember necessarily back to like season one and season two of Darlene kind of being imaginary. No.
1: Mm-mm.
0: Because, no. and that's why she didn't necessarily ask for Darlene when she was talking to Mr. Robot last episode when she was a kid and everything. It's because we haven't seen all three of them interacting together. And I was like, I think well, we, we have. have. I, I thought we had, but I wasn't sure. And I didn't know what episodes to necessarily go back and look for.
1: Yeah, it was the season finale of season one, when they're in the graveyard and they realize that Mr. Robot isn't real. hmm They're all three together because Angela and Darlene find Elliot at his father's grave.
0: Okay. Take you at your so word for if that. anything,
1: if we were doing like a weirdo um whatever, it would be that like Angela and Darlene are the same person and you never had a sister, but like I don't That's, know that's what I was or... about
0: to throw at you. But since you're very confident in everything, I'm just gonna smush that and take your word for it.
1: Yeah, I just don't. I don't
0: buy that. I don't think that's like, true. Like, I'm just... There's something off about Angela that I'm trying to pin on her this season. Obviously, as I've been trying to say, she's got the multiple personality along with Elliot, necessarily this. Like, I was able to go down this rabbit hole and believe it. And so... I wanted to run that by you. I, uh, uh,
1: no. I mean, I think... I think we've already got one fictional character.
0: Like, I don't, like there's... We're going to get hit with, like, 15 more twists, and, you know, our job is to try to figure out what, what they're going to be, and I have no idea.
1: Well, I think that Sam Esmail is too smart to put his show in fantasy realm.
0: Yeah, I don't think he's going to go fictional. Well, like, yeah. But...
1: I mean, he's already gone fictional.
0: Not really. What fictional has he gone
1: I mean, at least he's edging that way with alternate, you know, universes and timelines and whatnot. You don't think we have alternate timelines? I mean, I do. But, like, you know, that's still so... That's science magic at this point.
0: Okay. I'll take that.
1: Like, I'm not saying it's not true, and I'm not saying I don't believe in it. I'm just saying, like, we don't have the knowledge and the ability to fully like the closest we've gone to understanding it is fucking interstellar
0: oh I hate that movie so much
1: god. like so like that's that's sort of where I'm at
0: okay I'll take that which also random aside people go watch uh what happened to Monday on Netflix but
1: I haven't watched it yet I hate you really I hate you so too.
0: much god why are we even friends sometimes
1: I like, don't know <laughs> I hate you very much
0: Respectable. Yeah. Anyway, then we move on. You know, we've got Aunt Darlene taking care of Angela pretty much this entire episode. I don't think we see them outside of
1: those two scenes in her are.
0: apartment. And then we've got.
1: Elliot in the beginning sees the broadcast. He's freaked out. He runs to his therapist.
0: He does. And we
1: get like the most intense switch over from him to Mr. Robot that we've seen because, like, I don't know if this is what he experiences every time and Sam S. is just now showing us, but that like bookcase moment where everything went static and he just like couldn't talk and couldn't breathe and like blah, blah, blah. And then it switched over to Mr. Robot. Like, fuck, is it like that every time? It kind of reminded me of, this is really strange um, comparison, but how, like, Wolverine, when they ask him, like, does it hurt when the claws come out? And he goes, every time. <laughs> and you just, like, you don't think about, like, you know, like, oh, in that moment, like, what's going on for that character? So, like, I don't know.
0: Well, I think he's done a good job of showing us, like, the last two or three episodes. Because, you know, we've he's been starting to put those glitches in the episode. Yeah,
1: but he just, like, blacks out and in. Like, he just goes out and in, like, nothing happened. Whereas for this, like, he has, like, a real breakdown and i'm wondering if i what i think it is is that elliot has a mental breakdown because he can't handle what happened Mm -hmm. and his mental breakdown is obviously more intense than other people's mental breakdowns and so mr robot takes over because he's like okay elliot can't handle this and like it's mr robot the rest of the episode
0: yes i think it was just more of he was fighting it trying to keep control and mr robot was like no you can't handle what's going on right now.
1: Like, well, I think that's what it was in general. I think he was just like, I don't know if I can say it. I don't know if I, cause like, cause the thing is, is that he, Elliot wants to tell his therapist more than anything. The truth. Like mm-hmm. he wants one other person to be on his side. He wants one other person to feel what he feels and know what he knows. Yes. Because he is literally alone in the world. As far as like who he is and what he's done and what he knows. And, what he's experiencing.
0: I would agree with that.
1: And so I think he goes to his therapist because, like, she's the only person who's been genuine. Like, remember, like, even when he hacks her, he's like, she's a genuinely nice person. Like, she's a kind person. And I think that's why he goes back to her.
0: Yeah. She's very warm and comforting. Which also, the set design is amazing. Like, like for that
1: to- room... Kills me.
0: Yeah, like, for it to be this dark, you know, you have the red bookcase behind it and everything.
1: So big, too.
0: Massive. <coughs> like, Excuse you. Thank you. But it's gorgeous. It's amazing. It's comforting. Even though she's working from home, she does a very good job of conveying safety in this room. And that is yes. a huge thing in the therapy world and for him to be a safe
1: space and I mean not only she's not just creating a safe space for Elliot she's creating one for Mr. Robot at least in this season like if you notice the therapy scenes have been sort of dominated by her and Mr. Robot having conversations so I think it's smart that they had a change of location so that we can associate that place with like her talks with him
0: oh wow well done I didn't even think about that. Yep. How it coincided with him being the patient this season in the new location versus her old office being for Elliot.
1: Well, especially because it's also so dark and cerebral and almost, almost, almost fake looking, almost unrealistic because it's so big Mm -hmm. and it's so dark and it's so like, it almost looks like a video game level.
0: I could kind of see that. Yeah. So, like, it like it has a Resident Evil Silent Hill kind of feel to it. Cuz even yeah, though it, it is warm and comforting, it is as you said big, cold and eerie almost.
1: Quiet. Like, yes, you know, so I, I I think that yeah, I think that this particular therapy location is associated with Mr. Robot and I wouldn't be surprised If we have any more remaining therapy sessions, which I don't know if we will because of what happened this episode. Yeah. Um, And we've only got
0: like two episodes left, three episodes left, I think.
1: Yeah, if they wouldn't be here. Now, I have... Now, that aside, I have a theory about what she's going to do.
0: Okay. Well, before we get to that, how did you feel about him not necessarily wanting credit... But just being like, hey, this is what I did do and everything. People are trying to take credit and change my narrative. Like, Are you okay it, with Mr. Robot coming out and being like, yeah, I did this. Like, Think about it.
1: I think he's taking credit as his own personal way of absolving himself from what happened. Okay. Because if he takes credit for the original plan as it was supposed to play out...
0: He can say then my plan. This is any no longer
1: alterations are not his fault. Okay. Because obviously, you know, in the last episode, we saw that he feels some kind of remorse.
0: Yes. Or so, not necessarily remorse betrayed. I don't think he did it because of saving lives or anything. I think he just. I was. think
1: that was part of it. I think that was more of a part of it than. We realize right now.
0: You think there was like remorse and everything? I think it was just, not, he not, got played. Uh, Run. But you think after seeing 71 buildings and thousands of people dying?
1: I think at the prospect of people dying, he was like, no, this isn't what I wanted. Like, remember, he says see, in oh. the session with her, Elliot and I only wanted to free people from the oppressive thumb of the 1%.
0: And I think He he's, doesn't
1: want to kill people.
0: I think he's okay with killing people as long as it coincides with his plan. But this didn't go along to his plan. This was White Roses. This was Prices. This was everybody else's plan. I don't think I mean, he really cares about life. Like, the numbers.
1: I think that he cares at least a little
0: bit. I think we're going to have to agree to disagree here. Just because as long as it goes to his plan, like, if he was a part of this, I don't think he would have helped Ellie out and saved that building. Unless it was to keep him alive. That's just how I feel, though.
1: It could be true. I mean, but, like, Mr. Robot definitely lost his cool.
0: He did, because he was betrayed. He wasn't let in on this part. Like, he was led afoot, per se?
1: I mean, that's why I, I'm really interested to see if him and Elliot come back together to combat this.
0: That's, do you think that now it's Mr. Robot slash Elliot versus White Rose and the Dark Army? Yes. So you think that they're going to start fighting the Dark Army? I do. I still don't think that. For whatever reason, I think that they're still going to be on the Dark Army side. I don't know why. I have really no reason to believe that. Especially as the season as the episode progresses, it just gives more fuel for them to rebel against the Dark Army. It's just they've done well, such Especially
1: a... because the Dark Army just killed a bunch of people for a power play.
0: Yes. But I mean it's for just For no reason. Not for no reason. Everything was for a reason.
1: No, he literally said because I had to ask you tw- He's punishing him. That's it.
0: He's punishing Price, not Elliot and White. And, no, uh... I know. He's
1: punishing Price. Like I'm saying, like he did that as retaliation for his pride.
0: Maybe. That's what he told Price. I do believe that that's probably what it is.
1: I think it is because he's brought it up multiple times this season when he's been talking to his assistant. Like, he needs to be taught a lesson. We need to tell him about this. We need to blah, blah, blah. Like, he's brought that up a bunch of times.
0: But it's not just the fact of having to ask twice. It's time. It's management. We know how seriously White Rose takes time. But Price didn't care about that.
1: Well, have you noticed that he's become... That White Rose has become more lax about time as reversing time has been more introduced into the narrative?
0: Not really.
1: Well, do you remember she used to have, like, you know, a stopwatch that would beep and people reminding her about places to go and blah blah blah, and we've seen a lot less of that.
0: We have. But I think that that's just the show doing a better job of allocating the time that she has so that way they don't have to bring it up every time. I don't think Uh, that she's taking it less seriously. But you could be right. Like, I mean, that's a good catch. I haven't noticed, I have noticed, but I haven't really thought about her not taking it as seriously.
1: Well, we didn't, we didn't finish the therapy sesh
0: real we, quick. Okay.
1: Um, I mean, like, he tells her everything, and then she goes to her lawyer, because she's really legitimately worried that Elliot, she doesn't think, like, I remember Mr. Robot said, like, oh, I'm the architect, I started the whole thing, mm-hmm. and she's not jumping to that. Conclusion She's saying, I think he was involved. Yes, and her lawyer was like, Nah, just
0: well, I'm mean, with that. He did the very lawyer thing of you have patient client confidentiality and you can't go back on something that's already happened, yeah, unless they've admitted to murders and everything. And just saying that you're the architect of Five Nine and everything. I don't believe any murders took place during five, nine. So that's not really anything. And so then he hit on the, was there any intent? Are you in fear of his life? Did he say he was going to harm somebody or himself? She was like, no, legally she didn't have much ground to go on.
1: Well, that's why I think she's going to keep seeing Elliot to prompt Mr. Robot to come out to see if she can figure out what they're going to do. Because I think she's going to start trying to nail him.
0: Uh, then again i also don't know the legality of that
1: i mean i don't think that she, i think she's gonna kind of go past that i think introducing her lawyer was showing us that she's been given the consequences and she's gonna go ignore them
0: because they what's the c word like i wouldn't do it unless you made me do it you know like with uh cops what uh. do you mean it's like I wouldn't have bought these drugs. For but folks? You... No, it's a c word. Um, it's like you wouldn't have bought those drugs, but the cop kept pushing it and everything. You're like, dude, okay, fine.
1: Oh, coerced.
0: Coerced. Nah. No, I don't think that's it either.
1: Well, I know what you're trying to say. Like you're trying to say, like you know.
0: The cop essentially made you do it. I'm not trying to paint cops in a bad light or anything, but I mean, I, I know that that's the legal term. It seems like she might be leading Elliot down that road.
1: No, that's coercion.
0: Okay, is it? Yeah. Okay. I, for some reason, it didn't sound. I'm thinking of The Wire, and I know like, and one of the people ends up that becomes his nickname. Is that word? Because he got out of prison because he was like, "Yo, y'all said this was a uh, not looked at area. I wouldn't have sold drugs here." If y'all didn't tell me, we would have never gotten busted and everything. And he actually got out because of it. Huh? Well, huh? I know that
1: coercion is an appropriate word. It might not be the word, but have you never seen The Wire? That's what she's gonna start trying to do.
0: Have you never seen The Wire?
1: Nope.
0: What? <laughs> Seriously?
1: I know it's one of my main. Like, I watched Fargo finally, but like.
0: Oh, my God. Like I even got Mika to watch it a little bit. She stopped because now it was depressing.
1: Conversation. That's my sister, by the way,
0: everyone. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, like I'm sorry. I, I'm just so in shock that somebody who cares so much about film and everything hasn't seen the greatest TV series of all time.
1: I think I was just mad because so many people are saying it's like... People who love The Wire are really annoying about loving The Wire.
0: Because it's the best show on TV, and we want everybody to see The Wire, so we have a way to have conversations about it. Okay. Don't you dare, okay? We like that. (laughs) Uh, But, and so we get through the... Therapy. uh, therapy sessions and everything.
1: And honestly, like, I want to go on to White Roses and Price's conversation, because we were already kind of... okay there. Um, so, I mean, like, like we had said a lot earlier, like White Rose had said, um, like this was all about punishment because,
0: because they lay it out. Yes. In that scene. Great conversation. The tension between them and everything is phenomenal.
1: I love that all of those ambassadors and like important people are still just chilling at that party. Like, what? (laughs) Like, especially like even Roy Rose brings it up. He's like, I'm surprised that you're still here with like all the work that's on your plate. And he's like basically trying to bully white Rose into admitting why he did it.
0: Yes. And I love how he gets loud, but he's not necessarily screaming until the end, you know?
1: Yeah. Price, price loses his cool. When price loses his cool. Um, it's because he's like at the end of his desperation rope. Yeah, and I think, I think like you said, maybe we've been underestimating Price, especially because he's been being pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. Mm-hmm. And this can either be his final moment where he's like, done, or he's gonna start pushing back. He's only got two options. He's either gonna do what White Rose wants, which is resigning, or, or he's gonna.
0: Well, okay. So let me th- run, let me run this by you. Uh, I've been known to dabble. In the Reddit and everything.
1: Oh, oh, dabble.
0: And there's a lot of theories going back that Price may know about White Rose's secret. And it went back to when he was talking to Angela. He was like, I need to be the most powerful person in the room. There's only one, well, let me say that again. Maybe two people that prevent me from being the most powerful person in the room. So And we even talked about this last year at this exact conversation. Who could those two people beat? We thought necessarily that it was two different people, one obviously being White Rose. What if it's Chinese ambassador, White Rose, and he knows that they're one and the same, and he tries to attack that route? Huh. Do you think that that's a possibility? Because, you know, the way he said it was like, one... Maybe two people, and so I don't know. Like, do you think that there's a I chance think, that he I knows?
1: Think that, I think that's definitely part of it. I think that he's been White Rose has been so adamant to take down Price because of like that's part of the reason. Well, I don't think
0: he's necessarily trying to take down Price because I mean, as he said, he put Price and power and everything. I think did we? I don't know. If, remember if we talked about it or not? But I brought up that. China gave E-Corp that $2 trillion interest-free loan, right? Yeah. Did we talk about it, or did I just think about telling you?
1: I think you just thought about telling me. Okay,
0: so China gave E-Corp the $2 trillion or whatever buy loan, right? Interest-free. Yes. E-Coin goes under because they just lost 71 buildings and everything. Your main investor becomes the owner of the company. White Rose throughout the entire conversation, talked about how E will survive because it has to. And so the entire thing could have been a play for China to take over eCorp, get everybody's information and everything, and have the business already in place. It'd be like Amazon taking over FedEx. Why? You know, I mean,
1: I definitely believe that because he you know, he also asked him to step down. Yeah. And he says, you know, it's too big to fail. So he says like the business will survive, you won't.
0: Exactly. But the will. And so White Rose's entire plan was to just take over E-Corp.
1: I mean, but what's interesting to me is like, we still don't know why he wants the Congo. We still don't know why he wanted that plant to stay open so bad. We still don't know why all that stuff.
0: True. But... We have little inklings for Congo and everything. Like, I brought up the cobalt and everything and the bombs. I hope it doesn't yeah. go that direction, but that's an option.
1: Um, one thing I'm worried about is the fact that... Usually when the villain reveals their evil plan, they're about to lose.
0: True. But he's not Uh, telling it to Elliot, so he's like revealing his evil plan, but he's not. Which is also no. White
1: Rose revealed his evil plan.
0: She did, but not to the protagonist that it matters to. You know.
1: I know, but what I'm saying is, I'm wondering if he's gonna become a little more fallible.
0: Which I would appreciate. I love fallibleness in any character.
1: Like, I wonder if, if that's going to happen. Like, I wonder if this is, like... Because he's in absolute control right now. He's yes. one. And I think the next most interesting route to go would be to show some cracks.
0: I don't think we're going to see those. Strictly because... He, we, we've seen so much groundwork. Like, even in the flashback to where he was, quote-unquote, putting Trump in power... That's where he talked about saying, hey, F Society needs to have Israeli roots in all of this. And what ends up happening by the end of the episode, he planned freaking months, years in advance for this entire thing.
1: I mean, yes, but that's the thing. It's happened
0: now. So what's left to be fallible about it? Like, his plan's already been executed.
1: No, I'm not saying this plan. I'm saying his next plans. Like, when Mr. Robot and Elliot, whenever do their, you know, start going against the Dark Army, which I think is going to happen, or at least try to figure out what the Dark Army's doing, I think this next big plan will be where we start seeing cracks, or at least he doesn't succeed.
0: Okay, but, like, my thing is, I feel like he's already planned for that just because he's been so far ahead the entire time like even when elliot tried all elliot did was get more people murdered like that's a huge thing he had already he saw what was going to happen he pivoted made adjustments and it became worse we have no reason to believe that it's he will become more valuable like, I hope he does in everything but I just don't see that in the character yet
1: I mean I don't think that it's going to be this season but I just think that this it might start to occur at some point
0: soon yeah. in
1: the future
0: Which, highly possible and I do hope that that's something that we start to see but unfortunately Esmail has not given us anything remotely to show Like, even when we thought they could be valuable, she came back stronger than ever. You know? Yeah. I mean, mean, we thought he he had stopped her. Like, I mean, there's no, at least to me, I thought Elliot stopped the bomb. Boom, we saved the building. Boom, 71 buildings just blew up.
1: I knew that it wasn't going to be true when they played, like, the cheesy happy music. I was like, nope.
0: And yet you still got shocked.
1: Like, I don't believe this. Something else <laughs> happened.
0: And they did a great uh, job. Uh,
1: before before we jump away from this. Okay. Um, I think that there was a little more credence given to the theory that Angela is Price's daughter.
0: Because of how uh, he was talking about... White Rose was talking to Price how... About,
1: like, your precious Angela, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Like, I turned her against you. And Price is, like, so angry about it. I just think that, like... I think that his relationship with Angela isn't, like, purely, like, a creepy sexual thing. I think it's, like...
0: A fatherly. Yeah. And I think so. But it's still, like, a weird thing. Like, obviously... Well, now, I'm not a parent, so, like, I have no way of knowing that. But Price doesn't really have any attachment to Angela. And so to sacrifice that much... Holy cow.
1: I mean, I don't know.
0: Like I mean I'm uh, just
1: saying, like, we got a little bit more credence given to it.
0: We did. But also Porsche Doubleday. Beautiful eyes. Like I mean I, I, I can see it. And then we have that one I forget where it was, but we have that one scene where it zooms in on her big ass eye. And then I we're know. Like,
1: it's when we're looking at her as a kid, and then it's, it swaps to her as an adult, and we can see both her eyes up close. And I'm like, god damn it.
0: And then you get that uh, reflection, like there's a square in her eye. She posted yeah. it on Twitter, and uh, like you see the reflection of the screen, and everything. I was like, my god. Like, this show has done everything with a camera that's humanly possible.
1: Like, it's not even fair.
0: <laughs> like, what, what do I have to do just to be around this set? What do I I have to do to be
1: around
0: (laughs) this set? I I don't know.
1: Who do I have to go on a date with?
0: Whoa, whoa. There's there's a lot of harassment going on in Hollywood right now. I don't know if we want to be throwing that around.
1: All right, that's fair. But I love that. Just Side side note of topical conversation. Yes, take out the trash. Anyway.
0: Okay. and then we have, well, I think we do get Elliot a little bit more in this episode when he's oddly enough talking to our favorite uh, handyman, Mustache Johnny.
1: Mustache Johnny, yeah. When he comes in and tries to talk to him, and we see him like, I okay, I laughed really, really hard when he came into the shop, and then like the two people in the mask are like, oh, and yeah. just, like, ran behind him and hit him and knocked him out. I was like, nah.
0: But I. And yet again, this just goes more to White Rose being that far ahead of knowing he's going to go see Mushtash Johnny and everything. We have Mushtash Johnny not even caring. He's working on a car. A, I didn't even assume he could be a mechanic. B, I thought this was all kind of a facade. And then C, he doesn't even care that Elliot's trying to come talk to him.
1: I mean, he has... He doesn't even touch. I mean, I think he's got people with him all the time. You think so? Yeah, I think he's got people with him all the time. I think working in the shop is his cover. Because it's like, you know, it's like good laundering schemes. Like, you need a good cover, like an actual job that you work.
0: Yeah, the car salesman, not the mechanic. Or the owner of the car dealership.
1: I don't know, man. Like, that's a that's a pretty low-key... I mean, but he did say that he was a car salesman, so, like, what is, what's his deal?
0: He's just the ultimate hustler.
1: Does he just fix them and sell them?
0: Like, well, I, I think what it, like, he's that mafia guy that just does everything. And it's just completely, like, he doesn't have a job, he doesn't have anything, he just does literally everything. Yeah. And he's just one of those people that survives. Like, I mean I have no I think, of them.
1: I think he works somewhat independently of nope. White
0: Rose. I do not believe that in the slightest.
1: No, I don't I I mean I just think that he has a little bit of freedom.
0: I, I think he has free time. I don't think he has any freedom.
1: No, I think he does. I, I just feel like he's so good at what he does that like White Rose trusts him to take care of some stuff.
0: N- Yet again I think agree to disagree. I think he is wholeheartedly fully invested in the Dark Army.
1: No, I think he is too. That doesn't necessarily mean that he's 100% under White Rose's thumb. Like, what I'm saying is he's got some agency within the group.
0: Mm, I think he just understands his power level within the Dark Army. And, like, in the real world, he's very powerful, but once he gets, like, into the microorganism of the Dark Army... He just realizes his level, which is like I said last time, a very important thing is somebody understanding their power.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that I think that both of those things can be true.
0: Okay, I will give like, you that. I think
1: I think that within the allotted amount of power he has been given, he has free reign.
0: Okay, I'll give you that, but like I mean, I'm just like, I still see the car salesman gig and everything as dark army related
1: i guess we'll see i think i don't know when i saw him repairing those cars i kind of felt like that's what he likes to do
0: you don't think it's right in the book well i would say like that's the only thing that might not be dark army related is his book i think that dealership is a pure money laundering cover thing
1: i mean they probably got a lot of safe houses
0: they have to i mean they have so the who expensive. Knows? They have the expensive hotel, they have the red wheelbarrow, which also...
1: Well, they don't anymore.
0: The Random aside, as I was Redditing on NBA uh, Reddit, fun place to go, somebody was asking for barbecue in New York. And somebody dropped a red wheelbarrow link and said, yo, you need to check this place out. That's amazing. And so I created an account just so I could congratulate that person for coming in the there's, different reddit
1: there's something similar in uh um wait you didn't have an account on reddit
0: i just lurk i don't have really any interest in inputting I'm, oh
1: man you have to have an account why join the hive mind
0: no gross you what'd
1: you name it king money
0: i don't ha- we don't talk about it like, you totally <laughs> did I'm terrible We're with totally names. Dead. I'm terrible with names. I re- I I rely on my you brother 100%. A King,
1: was it King Money 7? King Money 7D? Like what was it?
0: Okay, like just tell everybody like where where to find me and everything. You want to post my address yeah. with it.
1: Uh
0: I hate you sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes.
1: sometimes. So then uh I want to talk... I know we got to get to your favorite boy. We're about to get there. Okay. Uh, do we have... Oh, let's talk about Dom.
0: Okay. Also... And then
1: we can talk about Joey about us and we'll be...
0: We'll be in the clear. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay, so... Dom is clearly like, you know, she knows that this isn't the end. And I think that it's really important that we kind of have this moment of her being fair. Like she, she gets suspicious of her partner or yes. her boss. Number one. And he kind of comes back at her with like, he kind of is like, you know, you're going to question me. Like, don't remember, like you, you think you're some kind of super cop, but I like, I'm still your
0: boss. Like he does a very good job of being, this isn't a TV show. This is real life. Look and there. You have to follow this protocol and no matter what, however you feel, I am still your boss.
1: Which I think was like his cover because he realized that she was getting close.
0: Wholeheartedly agree, but damn, that is a great cover.
1: He's very good at lying.
0: He's phenomenal at it. And it's not even necessarily lying, just, I guess it is lying, but he, his ability to cover his tracks on his feet, like in the moment, is so well written that it would go unnoticed in other shows.
1: So I also think that like initially I thought that um showing him Oh man, we also forgot about Tyrell. Jesus, there <laughs> a lot happened in this episode. Um so
0: And we've uh, been initially... fairly
1: <laughs> what?
0: Saying we've been fairly upbeat with it. Like we haven't conveyed the tone of how depressing this episode really was. Like
1: well, we're about to get there. So number one we have like. I, so at first, I thought him calling his mom all the time was like a way to humanize him. Mm hmm. But now I think it's going to be a clue that leads Dom to learning that he knows more than he's saying. Because remember, he tells his mom, don't. Go, go out. out. And yeah. then she starts telling people. So yeah. I think that that's. Because, like, at the end, when Dom is like, you know, puts up the little white throws sticky on her board and then goes, you're going to get away with it.
0: So soul, soul crushing right there.
1: I know. Like, ugh.
0: I was devastated.
1: I think, I think his mom and that little clue and, like, her being suspicious of him is going to keep her in the game.
0: Maybe. I hope so. Just because Dom is a fascinating character.
1: They're not going to nix Dom. She's not done.
0: No, I don't think she's dead or anything, but, like, I just what you say is the best logical use of her is get her after her boss and everything. And not only was it like the best way to humanize them, but it was the best way for the dark army to get their nails into him.
1: Yeah. Well, speaking of what he also does this episode, you know, we have when he's, when he's yelling, you know, they have that timeline because yeah. the, the, uh, quote F society, Puts out the thing saying, you know, something worse is going to happen in 24 hours. And he doesn't get ready for yeah. it.
0: And he does a great job of using like the actual time pressure as an excuse. It's like, we, we don't have time to not give Tyro whatever he wants, just because if another attack happens right now, America's done with us. But like, I mean, that's yeah, a real like, thing. We
1: have to, we have to do this. Like, I remember thinking in that moment, like, God, that's so well done because you put Tyrell in the FBI's hands so that he can then name Trenton and Mowgli. Yeah. Like that's why they did that. Because remember we were like, Well, why would he just give himself up? And I'm like, Well, this is why. Yeah. Because he,
0: he gets immediately to
1: identify those people to throw them even further off the Dark
0: Army's trail. It was it was brilliant because as they don't have a choice. Like as much as we know, because like we have three sixty well We have most access, as long as Elliot isn't lying to us, like the jack wagon he decides to be every once in a while. Yeah. But we know way more than either Dom or Dom knows. I was going to say the FBI agent, her boss, but obviously he knows more than anything else. And we know what all Tyrell has done, but they don't. And so they don't really have a choice but to be like, we need Tyrell's information.
1: Yeah, so then when they get that information from him, they're liable to believe it off the bat because, like, they don't have any other choice. And obviously that the circumstances that happen later confirm their suspicions, at least on the outset.
0: Yes, and unfortunately I don't have much law outside of, like, the good wife. I know <laughs> you're a law and order expert, but I, I feel like the lawyer did a good job.
1: Law & Order SVU specifically.
0: Okay. There's like 15 of them. All terrible. I stand by it. Hey. Hey, don't, don't hate me. SVU
1: is amazing.
0: Is that the one with, uh, iced tea? Yes. You're telling me a show with iced tea is amazing.
1: Yes. You can suck it.
0: I'd rather not.
1: can (laughs) suck iced tea straw. (laughs)
0: And we're done. We've lost everybody. This is Blee TV, everybody. It was a pleasure. Glad glad you stuck (laughs) with us this long. (laughs) Bye. No. So then,
1: uh, we... So then, later on, we finally get the reveal to Tyrell. Yes. And uh it's like he turned you know the the boss turns off the camera and he's like I'm just gonna tell you this before someone else tells you this like your wife is dead and your kids in foster care
0: and I love it like hey here's a band-aid let me rip that off as hard as I can you want you want some lemon juice and some salt yeah. with this band-aid rip
1: Well and he also like he's he does such a good job of protecting himself yeah. Because he's like, I know that you know everything and you know what's going on. If you ever decide to out me, I will make sure that you never see your child again. How savage is that? It was so savage because, like, at first Tyrell doesn't believe it because he thinks everything's part of the plan. Yeah. And And it came from a person
0: that he can trust because he saw this guy dome an officer just like it was nothing.
1: Yeah. But then he realizes that this dude has no reason to lie to him.
0: Yeah is using this
1: information against him.
0: And not only not lie to him, but then to add on to it as you says like not only will I do everything I can to make sure life is a hell. I will make sure that this child goes to the worst foster cares possible. Like I was just imagining him looking up like, "Hey, who's a pedophile in the system that is a foster care parent or something? And like let me make sure this child goes there." Yeah, I mean
1: like I, when when he came out he was like Only one in five get, you know, molested. That's a pretty good statistic. I was like, oh my God.
0: (laughs) We're running on 20% as a good thing here. I was like, my God.
1: Like, but I mean, that actor, whoever plays Tyrell, his name is hard to pronounce.
0: Martin uh, Wallstrom,
1: I believe. Holy crap.
0: This guy's phenomenal.
1: like like when he when he started to realize that it was true, I was like, please go to a close up please go to a close up please go to a close up and they went to a close up and he just murdered me like I don't like Tyrell, but i I feel bad for i that
0: I, guy. I don't like him, but this actor is phenomenal, and like at no point like I mean obviously everyone on the show has done a really good job like I mean we've only been upset a few times, but
1: well, we keep taking characters, so we've officially taken Elliot, Tyrell, and Angela and pushed them to their breaking points.
0: Yeah. Well, Angela's so, past her breaking points. We, wait, we didn't no, push her to thing. that. That's
1: the thing. Yeah. Like, she's insane. Elliot's insane. Tyrell will probably get mm-hmm. a little bit insane. So I'm, like, really, really interested to see. What happens with these guys? Like in my head, they're forming like this, like geo force <laughs> to like take down White Rose. Except it's they like all get together.
0: It's not even like a geo force. It's just kind of like Jabba the Hut. You know, like we're yeah. just kind of all molded into like one molded fat gel. Like,
1: this like gelatinous goo of anxiety to just like take <laughs> down the Dark Army.
0: Because like also like I I didn't say it early, but Angela, you know what she reminded me of this episode when she was rewinding and everything. What. The character, when Tyrion is talking to Jamie and, like, right before uh, the Viper fights for him, and they're talking about the guy who's just smashing beetles with a rock. Yeah. That's who Angela reminded me of. Instead well, of smashing beetles, she was just rewinding. They're okay. They're okay. Well, the
1: thing is, is that, like, the thing that was also brilliant about this scene is it, it was a it was a physical representation of the definition of insanity because she's doing the same thing over and over waiting for a different result
0: And oh, it was devastating like I don't it took a lot it's to get tough. me to feel that and they portrayed it beautifully.
1: yeah it's tough I mean I'm just I'm really interested to see what these characters do with their grief.
0: I don't know what they can do. Like, I, I, I'm so excited to watch
1: okay. this week's episode. alright, we're here.
0: Okay, We've so, made
1: it.
0: if y'all don't know,
1: shame on you by
0: now. I love Joey Badass. And the fact that he picked this rapper and also now actor to play this, I, I feel like he's playing himself. Because if you've listened to his music, it's so politically charged. It's so community-like written and everything. And then I believe, like I'm not for sure or anything, but it looks like he recorded one of his music videos at the same spot where he's dealing with Trenton Mobley out in the desert and everything.
1: Well, the desert shots were so gorgeous and so different. Yeah that I wouldn't, like, they were very different from the rest of the episode, that I wouldn't be surprised if Sam Esmail wasn't, like, having a bit of fun and collaborating with Joey Badass a little bit.
0: I mean, he might have been, because, like, he, Sam Esmail talked about how he's always wanted to work with Joey, which I don't know if that's true or not. Like, I mean, it might have just been, like, Twitter fun and everything, but it looks like it. And the song I'm talking about is, uh... Land of the Free, I believe, is that or Good Morning America with the uh, Triple Ks because Joey put the uh, Ku Klux Klan like in his album. Like he highlighted yeah, he did. like was dude, just amazing. He really I is I mean
1: I love the thing I love about his character is he is the he is a true neutral. Like, he's a chaotic neutral. Like, if you're looking Mm. at the personality types. Yeah. Like, for someone to be neutral is a rare occurrence. Because everybody has feelings on something. Everybody has a semblance of right and wrong. He doesn't necessarily, like... He just follows life in the track of what he thinks is, like, the best outcome. So, like, he's nice to Trenton and Mowgli because he has no reason not to be. But he still killed that dude because it was to what needed to happen
0: that's not necessarily neutral though like if trent and mobley just
1: doesn't care like he's just so like you know
0: because it doesn't affect what i gotta do he just feels like it doesn't affect him i don't think that's neutral because i feel like he's going to do anything the dark army tells him to he's just going to make sure that
1: too but i think his particular personality because like look he's got trenton and mobley you know tied up Super stressful situation. They want to know if they're going to die. And he's talking about Knight Rider. Awesome.
0: Like oh! Okay, so... I uh, I gave you an assignment when you watched this episode. Did you go back oh, and do it? I did. You did? I did. Did you catch anything? So, well, what? I s- what I assigned to her was to pay close attention to... The characters in the, when, as we all know, I follow the opening scenes and everything when Mr. Robot pops up. When characters' names, or when actors' names pop up on the screen during the opening credits.
1: Well, it took forever to get to... It
0: took like seven minutes to get into it, I think.
1: Yeah. And then on top of that, some of what they were saying... In the scene mm-hmm. correlated with what the characters were going through
0: and popping up. And so like, there was like, whenever uh, BD Wong's name came up, I forget what they said exactly, but it was along the lines of power and everything where the lines going yeah. on and everybody's, uh, whenever an actor's name popped up, they said a line that correlated with that character.
1: I did notice that. That was really, I I remember sitting there and being like, are they doing this? And like, I had to watch it a couple times. And so I wanted to
0: ask you, do you think that that was coincidence or do you think Sam Esmail was actually able to pull that off?
1: Oh, of course he was able to pull that off. Well you say like, of course, like
0: it's no big deal, but like to get, that's huge
1: no he's a genius like I don't like I just want to take him to coffee and just like listen to him speak forever until <laughs> that like I don't understand how he thinks the way that he thinks like he's a legitimate
0: genius like but, yeah, I,
1: I think I think that when he was writing it he was like this would be fun and then just did it
0: and then pop the I mean obviously someone can just like drop their names perfectly throughout but just to touch on every ca- titled character in a minute time span, holy shit i
1: know
0: who even thinks to do that and then let alone be able to pull it off uh,
1: i don't I, call him our lord and savior
0: <laughs> like that is insane it is but okay i'm yeah. glad
1: you remembered that but anyway so but, we got joey and Rider, so right, he is
0: and like we know he's an avid seinfield fan and he, I think he talks about, like, top sitcoms and everything.
1: Yeah. Oh. And he doesn't like Frasier. He's like, you know, I gave
0: Frasier a chance, <laughs> got two Emmys, like, blah, there, blah, there, blah. And he's like, but, no... you know, I, it's only
1: got one nomination, but don't be sleeping on Night right Well,
0: anymore. no, he's, like, not even talking about it. He's just like, there's no way I can believe that this ball-headed white guy is able to nail this many beautiful women.
1: Which is so true. It makes me so angry about <laughs> so many sitcoms. It's like, No. <laughs> No, like, scrubs. Okay. JD is not good looking. No. He's okay. But he's funny. But he's, but he's smashing on some, like, tens.
0: Yeah. there. Well, First off, I know a lot of women who love Zach Braff. But B, he's quirky and hilarious. So, like, he's not afraid. Like, he doesn't have the problem of going up and talking to a woman. So, like, to me, JD was believable just cuz he was willing to go talk to people. Uh, Frazier, like yeah, right. the, the guy I was just saying, I mean. "Yeah, I do." And for most sitcoms I would agree with you. I felt like Scrubs was a bad one though. All right. <laughs> just because like having not having the fear of being shot down will get you very far.
1: Well, okay. Good. Going back to what I was originally trying to explain before. But we
0: also went back to, it is true. But also, Knight Rider kind I'm sorry, I know I'm cutting you off. I feel terrible. Knight uh, Riders has a lot of similarities with Mr. Robot. It
1: does. I remember when he was like when he was saying like it's only got one Emmy nomination, I was like, He's about to talk about Knight Rider and he was like, But you know, you shouldn't be sleeping on Night Rider. I was like, Fucking like, <laughs> I knew he was gonna do this.
0: But like it's I believe I forget the uh, main character's name. Because I mean I've never seen Night Rider. Of course, I went down a rabbit hole. Dude loses, just, his, dude loses his memory. It's like fighting against the system, technology, and Night Rider. Yep. And like if you follow like He's the, the Night Rider, like if you follow the synopsis, it has a lot that goes that is parallel to Mister Robot. Yeah,
1: they're trying to parallel a lot of uh, like mediums to different mediums yeah. this season
0: and there, there, there's so many conspiracy theories and everything I'm able to like bite into all of them and be like oh there's a lot of meat here and I'm like yeah. damn you male and Joey badass and oh, then
1: just so you know the main character of Knight Rider is named Michael Knight
0: okay that is right It is a
1: hundred,
0: Knight yeah. Rider are you trying to hammer that home like it wasn't already there
1: Yes, because it's literally knight with a K.
0: <laughs> nice. Yeah. That that, that It's like a
1: really good it's a really good pun. I mean he does drive around in his car and like, you know, tries to fight the system and whatever, so he's like a literal knight yeah. writer, but he's also like comes by night, so it's like yeah.
0: <laughs> Well, I mean, one of my best friends has the uh his last name is Knight with the K. And he was able to right, pull yeah. off a lot of uh great nicknames with it. He's actually, if it does come to fruition, he's gonna name his first daughter Stormy. You know, Stormy Knight and everything. Oh, he's gonna go with all of them. He's gonna name one of them Star. Starry. Yep.
1: Those girls don't stand a chance.
0: No, especially with him as their dad.
1: Like, mm. anyway, anyway, (laughs) can I finish?
0: No, because one more thing, and then you can finish. Did they use the Knight Rider theme song as the opening yes. scene? <laughs> yeah, okay. It was amazing. He
1: was like, also like, the Knight
0: Rider theme song is so great. I was like, they're about to play it. Uh, oh uh, my god! Like, it how was do you get sick. the copyright for that? Like, I mean, who did he even think about talking to for it to be like? It's yeah.
1: because Knight Rider is a subpar, like, weird sci-fi, mo- like, show from like the '70s. True, like, sure, but people have 80s. pride and, and like do whatever they want.
0: There's a lot of red tape that goes with that to just pull out. Eh, let's play the Knight Rider theme.
1: I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, if 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 you got contacted by Mister Robot, like arguably top five shows on television right now, and
0: but like it's not played they were like, like that. Hey, in TV. can
1: we use your theme if we give you explicit credit
0: and mention you about a bajillion times throughout the episode so people can <laughs> like, come back and watch I'm sure it?
1: They were like, yeah, okay,
0: maybe. But like, I mean, there's like if Walking Dead, is like, hey, can we give you free advertising? To me, that's a lot different than Mr. Robot, which doesn't necessarily have the viewership, you know?
1: Yeah, but I mean, like, like a show like Night Rider probably is really appreciative of a show like Mr. Robot. Like, I can just see these two shows being like, you know what, yeah. Okay. Especially because I'm pretty sure I could be... No, actually, I am wrong. Never mind, <laughs> I'm going to finish that. But, um, yeah, yeah.
0: But I I know you deal with this and everything, so if, like, you think that this is believable and everything, I'm going to take your word over my mind jumping around through.
1: Yeah, I think it's okay. Okay.
0: I'm going to take your word for it. Okay. Okay, now. No. Okay, Uh, okay, there you go. I'm going to kill you.
1: Okay. (laughs) What I was going to say is, continuing on with my him being neutral thing, like, Later on, okay, now I love this part where they're out in the desert and they're burying the guy, and she gets loose because she's the most capable one. Like, she's yeah. the calmest one throughout the whole thing. Like
0: I love I, that I it was her. I was really
1: hoping that she was going to make it. Um, but, um, So
0: I'm just playing the scene over in my head, and I'm just laughing at how it all unfolds.
1: I know, and she's like, you can't drive, and he's like, you gotta do it, you gotta punch it, punch it. And I'm just thinking about the fact that I didn't drive until I was, like, 22... Wait, oh, you, didn't, do, girl.
0: you didn't. You did You waited as long as I did. Yeah, I, I thought you, know you had. That? I thought you had driven, and because you already had your license and everything. Like I saw. No, I just I a, When'd you get your license? Twenty-two. Holy snap! Why did, Why is this coming as a shock to me for some reason?
1: It shouldn't. I'm not I a know. Good driver.
0: You are a terrible driver. You're one of the worst drivers I've ever been in a car with.
1: Hey.
0: Uh, you. You don't com. Like you know it's true. <laughs> Like the one time you drove and we were together it was it wasn't pretty.
1: That was different.
0: <laughs> but I'm a terrible driver. But I mean I didn't I didn't even take the driver's test, so I have that for reasoning.
1: But how? I told you. Oh right, you explained this to me.
0: Yeah. Okay. If for anyone curious, I beat my driver's ed teacher in a game of craps and he gave me my driver's license. Because
1: so. you are a cartoon character. So just slightly. We have this scene, and then I love that we cut to them digging the hole, because he's like, fuck y'all. Because especially, like, when when she drives the car, he's like, man, that's not how you treat your cat.
0: Because she takes it and punches it. He's not even really worried. He's just like, why why are y'all leaving me? Like, what's going on?
1: Why are you diverting from the plan? Like, I'm just your chaperone. Like, I'm not going to do anything to you. Yeah.
0: And then she drives it straight into a boulder. (laughs) Like... And he's just like, I
1: thought she was gonna drive it, like, into that ravine.
0: Mm-hmm. I, just I, die right there. I, I knew they weren't getting away. And they're just like, as you said, he's just watching them, it's just like, that's not how you treat a caddy. Which also, caddies, top of the line. Like, treat it with yeah. some respect. Put some respect on the name.
1: But, uh, yeah. And so, later on, okay, can I just for one second... Yes. ...talk about how fucking cool he looked fucking smoking with his glasses with his weird thing tied around his waist sitting on the hood of that caddy yeah like just stare like there were so many shots of him just sitting there looking cool
0: which also let's so cool let's be honest he's definitely smoking weed like there's no way that that's a tobacco cigarette or anything no. like he's 100 no. that's a hand rolled joint that he rolled for this scene oh well, yeah which but, also but like, shout out to joey badass like i love that guy like I'm sorry, I'm going to go on off tangent again. This dude, if you can look it up, he's having a concert in a club in Scotland. They start chanting, Joey fucking badass. They're like, Joey, Joey, Joey fucking badass. They do that. Solid two minutes. What does he do? He freestyles over it and incorporates it into his freestyle.
1: Of course he does. That's
0: his beat. The beat was the crowd. For two solid minutes, the man freestyles over the crowd chanting his name. Just that's him. And then he's that's just sitting bad. on the hood of a caddy. I'm gonna send with you the his video glasses, after he's this.
1: Smoking weed with his weird suit on, like.
0: Which also, like, so what, good. what? What is that outfit? Like, maybe three people in the world can pull it off. I would wear that. I would try. Like, three and a half people can pull it off.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, and he and I didn't even look weird. No, like, I was just like, yeah, that's what he'd wear.
0: Yeah, it's, it's perfectly casual, normal. Like, I, I see oh, him walking out for we also from.
1: appreciate the fact that they recreated like the looks that they were wearing when we last saw Trenton and Mowgli, and like him seeing them. Uh,
0: that you, was a while ago. Yeah, it's been since the end. It's been seven episodes or six episodes.
1: Like, good planning.
0: Phenomenal and job. That
1: was that far in the future, like you didn't know that until now. So yeah. I was like, "Oh, all right."
0: And uh, I'm sorry about his friend who just got murdered for no reason because he act- happened to know the wrong person. Yeah, that sucks. Him. But okay, so like he's digging the hole for his friend and everything. Or Joey's watching Trenton and Mobley dig the hole and everything. I love how they tried to be like, "We're not gonna dig anymore until yada." He's just like, "No, you're you're gonna finish." Like, I hole don't
1: out. want to use this knife, but, like, I will.
0: So. <laughs> it's up to you. Like, I mean, I, I can end up making it bigger, or you can just finish it.
1: Like, and the, and the best part is she's like, look at these dimensions. Like, they're not, like, she's so, like, she's so logical the whole time. She's like, look at these dimensions. They're not going to try to kill us. Maybe the, and this is the first moment they're like, maybe they're going to try and use us. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you poor sweet babies. Like, they are like, going to
0: use, like, the whole time. At any point in this episode, did you think they were going to live? No. Neither did I. No. Like, I knew
1: they weren't going to make it. I was like, fuck. Like, I really wanted her to, but, like, I knew.
0: Yeah. And then as soon, like, we get back to the house and everything. And they're like, so you're not going to kill us? He's like, my job's done. I'm just, it's up to that, man. I hope they don't kill you all. I think y'all are pretty cool.
1: Well, he's like, I hope, he's like, he's like, I truly hope they treat you well. Like, I truly do. And, like, in that moment, I just love, like, like you said, People recognizing how much power they have. He doesn't want to know any more than his job. Nope. Like, he doesn't care. He doesn't... He honestly doesn't care. Doesn't want to know. Knows it's smarter not to know.
0: I think we're going... I think in the next episode, they're just going to be like, yeah, we killed him. Or he's going to find the news and it's just going to be like, damn. And that's yeah, it. Yeah, he's
1: just going to be like, oh, well, that sucks.
0: That That's it. Like, I mean, it, it, I, that's how I feel like he's going to react. Like, I think we're going to get his reaction... And it's just going to be a nonchalant, the world like moves shrug, on. Like
1: like, oh, well, that sucks. Yeah, I know, that's exactly what it's going to be. And, like, going on from there, we actually got some decent suspense out of the end of this episode. Yeah. When uh, they, you know, handed them over to... So, like,
0: do you want to go, like, through the cop raid or through... Like, I, I want to talk about them separately.
1: Oh, I feel like they're simultaneous, they,
0: though. Well, they, it is filmed simultaneously, like cutting back right, and well, forth. All right.
1: So we'll talk about Cop Raid first because, no, we'll talk about their scene. First. Okay. So, so, their scene, you know, it's, it's so tragic. It's so messed up. Like when they put the gun on the table.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, for, like when they come back and everything, when Joey says it's up to him, it's White Rose's right hand man.
1: Yeah, so you're like, oh, they're
0: so dead. Like, yeah, like, oh, I mean, so if there was any, like, hope that someone had that they were gonna live, it went out the window as soon as we saw it. it was right Rose's right-hand man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, know? it was, no, it was like, oh, well. Especially because they kind of, like, left that reveal. Like, he was like, it's with that guy now, and he's, like, turned around. And as soon as he turned around, I was like, oh, uh, I was
0: like, oh, God, this is gonna end well.
1: Like, so then, you know, they bring them in there... They see, like, the event that's been set up, which mm-hmm. is, like, that they would cause all these airplanes to crash, which is, like, the perfect follow-up. Yep. Move. And they've set up the whole place to look like, you know, F the he- Society headquarters.
0: We've hung the Iranian flag and everything, and I'm just like, no. Like, do do we have to go this far? Like... I know, I know you wanted these like, roots especially and everything. because, like,
1: she's Muslim and it's just such a gross, like...
0: I felt terrible. I I, I I felt gross watching the scene unfold. Oh,
1: yeah, it was awful. Like, you know, he's sitting there, he's like... And, and you could tell that he wholeheartedly believes it. And he really, like, believes in this doctrine when he's, like, you know, the big the best... Like, any of us would die for the cause. The most noble thing you can do is sacrifice everything for it. So, like, he truly believes... That what they're doing is noble. Yeah, well, I mean, we've seen it.
0: We've seen the Dark Army shoot themselves in the head and everything. Yeah,
1: exactly. So, like, this is how. So he's like, whatever. You should be. You should be so lucky.
0: You should be honored that we're giving you this privilege to die for such a great and noble cause, as you said. Like, damn, that's sad and depressing.
1: But when they when they put the gun down on the table, I thought for like. So I was like, I knew they were going to die, Yeah. but I thought, she was like, okay, you could use me, and he goes, sadly, we don't have any use for your skills, and I was like, uh, and, like, when the gun comes out, I thought that they were going to make, like, him shoot her, yep. or, gonna, I, like, I, make it look like they had shot each other, and then the minute that they make, that they turn the gun on his head, I was like, oh,
0: no, like, and now, like, but, it, they had to do that to make them, but no, I, I think that makes it worse because like that makes you associated with the dark army. Cause you'd rather kill yourself than get caught.
1: Oh yeah, of course. That was the point.
0: But they weren't part of the dark. They weren't supposed to be part of the dark army, right? Or were they?
1: No, they were F society.
0: And so like, I thought suicide was a little bit worse than necessarily killing each other. Am I, I wrong well, yeah. in that? Like, I mean, like, you see what I'm saying? Or am I thinking too... Wait, what do you mean? Having them, quote-unquote, commit suicide makes them more linked to the Dark Army than if one of them was shot in the heart and the other, like, they killed each other, you know?
1: Yeah, I kind of thought that it was weird that they killed themselves. Like, I think if they had killed each other, it might have made more sense.
0: Like, you know, you have an argument, heat of passion, and all of a sudden, bam, and that's why you both die. Yeah, because, like,
1: they want to execute this plan.
0: Exactly. Unless something...
1: So, yeah, I agree with you. I don't know why they did it that way. I think the only reason I could think of that they did it that way is because it's, like, the symbolic giving their lives for the cause.
0: Yeah. Which might mean more, and it's just, like, you've already got all these plans. No one's really gonna say you're Dark Army at this point. Oh. I mean, if you can paint somebody as Dark Army or ISIS... It's a no-brainer. I
1: know, and they make it just like a terrorist thing. Genius. Which is going to create world unrest, which will make the Congo important. So we're going to eventually get on a global scale here in a second.
0: Well, no, I I think it completely makes everyone forget about the Congo. Like, who cares about this UN vote if ISIS just blew up? yeah, I mean, it's going to
1: make them forget about it, so then we're going to start making global moves.
0: Gotcha. I see what you're saying now.
1: Yeah, so I think that that's... What's next? So then we've got our police raid. Mm-hmm. Pretty well shot. Pretty scary. You know, I, I, I figured, like, I remember seeing how they were editing it. I was like, are they going to hear the bullet? Like, are they going to hear the shot? Yeah, like, like are they
0: still on? in there? But I guess that this they left, like, an hour or two before SWAT comes in. Yeah,
1: like, considering how much blood was there, but at the same time, um... They hadn't gone into rigor mortis yet, so it would have to be, I think, under, at least under four hours.
0: Okay. That's enough time for a clean getaway and everything.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, and then they come in and they see this and, like...
0: Which, I mean, they came in using, I think they used, like, the night vision goggles or something. Like, they for did, the and I
1: like that moment. Like, I like that we're watching it on the screen, so we can't really see it that well, and we're, like, seeing it in night vision... And then, like once they come in and turn the lights on, there's like that flash of white that puts us back into normal yeah. coverage. That was really well and,
0: done. And then that was something that a lot of shows would have just overlooked and just throwing you in a normal thing without any blinding factor or anything.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But of course, small details putting this show over the top. Always. But and then like uh, Dom's boss is like, "Hey, this is a win." We got F society. It's over.
1: And she's like, nah, bruh.
0: Yeah. And then but that's that when.
1: moment Where she goes in the back and like Xs off. Trenton and Mowgli. Mowgli. And I was like,
0: Ugh. God, and to just even come back to this room. Like, I mean, there's really no reason to have this anymore.
1: Except for her. Except like, for her. I feel like she's going to put it in her house or something.
0: <laughs> Maybe. I hope so.
1: She's not gonna give up. She's gonna be the last one that doesn't give up. Like, honestly, all these characters are gonna become a job of the hut blob of anxiety and take down the Dark Army. Like this is what the show is going for.
0: <laughs> well, okay. But and that's pretty much the episode.
1: Yeah, God, an hour late an hour and a half later I'm talking about it.
0: <laughs> and so do you think Dom survives and or brings down White Rose?
1: I think she survives. I don't know. I think she'll be part of it, but I don't think she'll be the one that does it. I think she'll figure stuff out. And I think that in the end, Elliot will give over all of his information to her. Okay. Because remember, he used to just like gather the information and give it to the proper authorities. Yeah. So I think he's going to get all the information he needs to bring down White Rose and give it to her.
0: Okay. So you think White Rose eventually loses?
1: Yes. Yes but not anytime soon.
0: Well, I mean, I don't, I don't see the show going past five seasons.
1: I think it's got a five season arc. I agree with that. Um, five seasons are perfect. They're the perfect amount of seasons, like, you know, Breaking bad. So like, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it to go like, but still not anytime soon. That's still two years from now. Yeah.
0: And there's still a whole lot that we don't even know what's going on, but I think white Rose wins. Like, at this point in time, season three, episode six or seven, wherever we're at, I think White Rose wins. I don't know if we want to call her the villain or whatever, but I think this is going to be one of the few shows where the protagonist does not come out on top.
1: I don't know. I think that, I think that it's going to be the kind of thing where, like, similar to Breaking Bad, where, like, Walter White technically wins in the end, but he also dies. Dies. So I, would, I could see Elliot, like, dying. Huh? So
0: potentially. There's a lot of theories out there that uh, he makes it out. Walter? Yeah.
1: No, I fucking hate that. That's such <laughs> bullshit. I really hate because they asked Brian Cranston about it. He was like, well, you didn't see the body bag. get zipped up. And I was like, no, the show is perfect <laughs> because you die. It's amazing, and it's beautiful, and it's a piece of art. And if you change it, I'm going to be so pissed.
0: So you're not okay with him being Malcolm in the middle? No. Thing? <laughs> all right I
1: feel very strongly about this i would be really really mad if they did that but that's such a cop out
0: it is you good you want want a little bit you want a few more seconds to rant on it or
1: no I'm good i'm gonna go trick a glass of wine now
0: <laughs> all right everybody truly we are sorry and i want to apologize again at the end for getting this one out so late um, I hope
1: you appreciate the extra long effort, though.
0: We know you have no reason to believe us in saying that we're going to get this week's episode out potentially by Sunday. S- sooner. We're going to do our best. And I know we've said that before and it didn't work out, but we really <laughs> we are. Um, we're going to do our best to get this episode out by Sunday. Yeah. So like, there's a lot of time for you to digest and everything that's going on. and But please, let us know... What you think is going on in the show and everything. Let us know if you're on e on the uh, E-Corp website and you're getting free swag and everything. Because I've tried to get the barbecue sauce and the sweater. They grab these things so quick. Like, I don't know. I don't know if, or if you're a part of it or anything. But like within 15 seconds, they've given away everything.
1: I know. And I, I wanted it. like the... I wanted
0: that hoodie so bad. Yeah, which, if you hey, don't I know Google. what we're talking about, just Google like, E-Corp. And you can sign up for the website. And then they randomly, no rhyme or reason for when they do it, they give away something. Like, they've been giving away Angela bobbleheads. I wanted that. The Mr. Robot hoodie. Red wheelbarrow uh, barbecue sauce. Whole bunch of things. Like, I've even got my notifications on Twitter up. Just for it. Which I hate notifications. And nothing. Not even close. But until so. this weekend, you know, uh, it's been a pleasure talking to everybody and everything. Please feel free to hit us up on Bleetvpodcast at com, Hit us up on Facebook at Bleetvpodcast or me, uh, Cash Lovett. Hit, we're on YouTube. Uh, we're now on Spotify. Believe hey. it or not. Yeah. Just type in Bleetvpodcast on the old Spotify. We're there. Uh, Podbean, wherever. You can find my co-host right here on Instagram.
1: Instagram, the Austin Amazon.
0: Great name. Yep. And, or get us up on Twitter, Blee TV Podcast. Feel free to talk to us on any of these forums and everything. We'd love to get back to you. But until next week, I am Cash.
1: And I'm Larissa.
0: And we'll talk to you all later.